Hi, welcome to the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast, where every mom can find hope, joy, and God's hand in motherhood. You'll hear interviews with all kinds of moms who are learning how to navigate motherhood. Most of all, you'll learn that you have a partner in motherhood, a loving Heavenly Father who wants you to succeed and is always there to help you in your most important work as a mother. And now, here's your host, my mom, Dara Trendler. Welcome to episode 43 of the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast. This is part two of a fight part series about becoming more spiritually minded, learning how God speaks to you and how you receive personal revelation. So last week we talked about seek a relationship with God and we talked all about communing with God and prayer and all of those things. And you can find a link to that episode in the show notes at spirituallymindedmom.com if you haven't listened to part one. But today is part two, and we're going to be talking about Build Spiritual Reserves. I initially thought about titling this one Create Spiritual Habits, because that is what we're talking about. But I changed it to Build Spiritual Reserves, because I wanted to focus on why you need spiritual habits. You need them so you'll have the spiritual reserves in a time of difficulty. So if you listened to last week's episode, you know that each of the weeks is focused on a portion of a quote from President Nelson from his talk from April 2018 General Conference called Revelation for the Church, Revelation for Our Lives. So here is the part of that talk that we're going to be focusing on this week. And President Nelson said, as you repeat this process day after day, month after month, year after year, you will grow into the principle of revelation. So we're going to talk about those things that you do day after day, month after month, year after year to build spiritual habits and how that can help you have spiritual reserves. So when I think about spiritual reserves, there are a couple of examples from the scriptures that come to my mind. So I want to share those with you today. And you can probably think of other examples too. But the first one that I thought of was the parable of the 10 versions that the Savior taught in Matthew 25. So I'm not going to go into all the details of this parable, but basically the parable is that the, there are some bridesmaids of a bride who, who are the 10 virgins, and they are helping the bride prepare for her bridegroom to come. So they don't know when he's coming, so they have to be ready at a moment's notice to go out and greet him. And they have these lamps that they're going to use to help light his path. So these 10 virgins represent members of the church and the bridegroom represents the Savior because we don't know when he's coming for his second coming. So we just need to be prepared. The 10 virgins had lamps and these lamps were easy for them to carry and they contained oil that could produce light. And then they also, it says in the scriptures that they had some vessels to store extra oil so that they would never be without light. They would always have a way to produce light. So we learn in this parable that that five of the women were foolish and didn't have vessels with extra oil, and five were wise and did have the extra oil they needed. So in the parable, the bridegroom comes, and the foolish versions were off trying to buy more oil because they had realized, oh, we don't have enough. We've got to go get more. And while they were gone, the wise versions were able to welcomed the bridegroom. They had oil in their lamps. They were able to light the path and then they were able to go into the wedding feast with the bridegroom. And when the the foolish ones showed up, they were not able to get in because they had not been prepared. So I think this parable relates to spiritual reserves because we can have a vessel of extra oil so that we will never be without light. 
we can always have the Savior to be with us. We can always have the atonement of Jesus Christ to help us in our lives when we have that extra oil and that vessel containing it. So that's what spiritual reserves are. We can acquire this oil or these spiritual reserves easily when things are good. And then when we need it during a time of of trial in our lives, we can access our extra oil and continue to have light in our lives. So just like the wise versions could not loan the foolish versions oil, we really can't rely on someone else for spiritual reserves. It's something that we have to attain for ourselves. So relating to this parable, I love this quote that I found by the prophet Spencer W. Kimball. And this is what President Kimball said. Attendance at sacrament meetings adds oil to our lamps, drop by drop over the years. Fasting, family prayer, home teaching, control of bodily appetites, preaching the gospel, studying the scriptures. Each act of dedication and obedience is a drop added to our store. Deeds of kindness, payment of offerings and tithes, chaste thoughts and actions, marriage in the covenant for eternity. These two contribute importantly to the oil with which we can at midnight refuel our exhausted lamps. So this parable and the quote are great examples of why we need spiritual habits that will help us build reserves. So another example from the scriptures that I thought of is something that I read last year and I had kind of, it never came to me this way, but I thought about this scripture, this story in a way that relates to spiritual reserve. So this is in Alma chapter two in the Book of Mormon. So in this chapter, just to kind of tell you, set the scene and tell you what's going on, the Amlicites who are wicked are trying to make war on the righteous Nephites. So what do the Nephites do? This chapter talks about how they prepared. They got all kinds of weapons ready to go. They, they got them all gathered up and it says they used any kind of weapon they could. And then they organized themselves into an army with leadership. So a big battle commences and the Nephites suffer a lot of casualties, but the Amlicites have twice as many losses and the Nephites are able to chase the Amlicites out of the land. So they chase them and chase them. And when they can no longer go any further, they, the Nephites stop and they pitch their tents. And then Alma, who's their leader, sends out spies to see what the Amlicites are up to. And these spies are totally astonished to see that the Amlicites are joining forces with their other enemies, the Lamanites. And some of the other people that are part of the Nephite group are seeing this big um, army commencing and they start fleeing and everyone is heading towards Alma. So these spies come back and they tell Alma, we've got to, we got to get out of here. And so they gather up their tents and their people and they're trying to get out of there. But on their way, as they're by a river, they're encountered by this large army of the Lamanites and the Amlicites. And the scripture says that the their enemies were numerous, almost as it were, as the sands of the sea. So when you think of the sands of the sea, that's a lot of people. This is a giant army. And they're trying to flee. And so that's to kind of set the stage. So these Lamanites and Amlicites, they are ready to destroy the Nephites. They're, they're ready for battle. So the next part of the story is what I love. In Verse 28, it says, Nevertheless, the Nephites, being strengthened by the hand of the Lord, having prayed mightily to him that he would deliver them out of the hands of their enemies, therefore the Lord did hear their cries and did strengthen them, and the Lamanites and the Amlicites did fall before them. I like this part of, the, of that verse that says, having prayed mightily. So to me, that word having 
means that this instance was not a one-time thing. They had been praying previously. They had been doing the things that they needed to long before this moment of crisis. They had been building their spiritual reserves. So just to continue on with the story, the fighting goes on and Alma jumps into the fight and he's personally fighting Amlicai, who's their wicked leader. And the scriptures say that Alma was a man of God and that he had faith and he prayed these words. O Lord, have mercy and spare my life, that I may be an instrument in thy hands to save and preserve this people. So Alma says this prayer, and he keeps fighting, and the scriptures say that he was strengthened enough that he was able to kill Amlicai. So the fighting continues, and there's lots of casualties on both sides, but the Nephites are able to push their enemies back further and further, and they're just able to scatter them all over the place. And push him into a wilderness, and the scripture says that that wilderness was infested with wild and ravenous beasts. So they're able to push their enemy back to the point where they're probably going to get eaten by animals, and you know this is a victory. The story does continue in the next chapter, in chapter Alma chapter three, and we we learn that this wasn't some picture perfect scenario. It wasn't like oh there was a miracle and they were all totally protected because many of the Nephites were killed. It says that even some of their Um, wives and their children were killed. So it was hard and it was really difficult. However, the point I want to make with this story is how they were able to pray and receive strength in a moment of really extreme difficulty. They could not have done that if they hadn't been prepared. They were prepared physically for battle, but they were also prepared spiritually. And the way that we know that they were prepared spiritually is because in the chapter previous to this one, so in Alma chapter 1, it says in verse 25, that they had faced they had faced this trial of a lot of people around them leaving the church and persecuting them. Um, but then it says this, nevertheless, they were steadfast and immovable in keeping the commandments of God. So this great battle that they had with the Amlicites and the Nephi and the Lamanites wasn't the first time they had faced trials, but they had prepared themselves spiritually to be able to overcome their difficulties and to, you know, have the strength of the Lord. I love that story. It's a great example of why we want to build spiritual reserves. In episode five of the Spiritual Mind and Mom podcast, I interviewed my friend Marilyn about her experiences losing two children. And Marilyn lost her daughter Ashley suddenly from an illness when she was only 12. And then only a few years later, another daughter, Jenica, who was 19 at the time, went missing. And Jenica was missing for five years. And it wasn't until they discovered Jenica's body that they, they knew for sure that she had been murdered. And and they had her body. And it was just this horrible thing that she went through, um, have already previously losing a daughter and then going five years and not knowing what happened and searching and just having all of these things. So you can go back and listen to episode six. I'll link it up in the show notes, but it's episode six of the podcast. You can hear Marilyn sharing her whole story um, of what happened to her and how she got through this. And she's a good friend of mine. And after I aired this episode, we were able, we were just talking one day and personally, she is one of the strongest, most faithful people that I know. And so we were talking and, you know, talking about the interview and what she had said. And she told me about people she had seen who had gone through terrible things as well. She had met them after her experiences. And they were just overcome with grief and they were losing faith and they were seeing their families crumble and fall apart. And she's telling me all these things. And I said to her, well, why didn't that happen to you? You know, how were you 
able to know where to turn and know what to do. And she said that she had a relationship with God all along. And when all of the horrible things happened to her, she knew where to turn and she was able to rely on him. So building spiritual reserves will not only help you in a moment of crisis like it did for Marilyn, but it will also strengthen you in your everyday life to do what we talked about last week, to seek a relationship with God. The principle, which you can download at spirituallymindedmom.com, will give you the opportunity to ponder on the things you're already doing and what you can improve in building your own spiritual reserves. So you can think about, this printable will help you to think about the spiritual habits you need and how often you need to be practicing them. There's also space to think about how you'll add spiritual habits and building reserves to your life, despite all the demands on your time already. I'm sure that you're thinking, I don't know if I have time to add one more thing. Um, One example I thought of this from my life was when my son was in pre-K. He was in a pre-K program at an elementary school. And I had to get to the school really early to line up in the parent pickup line so that I could pick him up. And it was kind of crazy. Once the bell rang and school got out, it kind of got really crazy. And if you weren't there early, then you were kind of stuck in a traffic jam and you had to wait. And I had to get to another school to pick up my other child. And so I always had to be there like 20 or 30 minutes early in the pickup line so I could just grab him and then avoid the traffic jam and get where I needed to go. And... This was a long time ago. So this son that I was picking up at pre-K, he's now a junior in high school. So this was a long time ago. It was before we had smartphones that had the scriptures at our fingertips. But what I started doing at that time was I just put a copy of the Book of Mormon in my glove box. And so previous to that, I had just been listening to talk radio all the time. And I thought, you know what, I can better use this time. And so I would sit there in the carpool line. My other kids would be buckled in, in their car seats in the back. And I would read read the Book of Mormon while I was waiting for my son. And that was one of the ways that I've helped, that I tried to build the habit of having regular scripture study. And I really wanted to include this part about thinking about your time on the principle because it's a huge issue. And so I wanted you to have space to think about it so that you can create the time you need to build your spiritual reserves. I interviewed Courtney Casper in episode 16, and she shared some really practical, doable ways that she has used to incorporate scripture study into her life. So I wanted to share a little clip from that episode um, about how Courtney does this. So here's Courtney Casper. Let's let's get practical then. What does it look like for you? I mean, you described your life, and I think everybody (laughs) out there can probably relate. We're running our kids around. We're trying to clean the house. We're working. We're doing all these things. So. What practically, how do you fit it in? How did you start when when you, it wasn't a habit for you? How did you make that work? Um, I made it work by the first thing that I started doing because I've never had a habit of scripture study ever. Um, and so the thing that I started doing was I started looking, okay, if I need to make this a habit in my life, I'm going to tie this to something else that's already a habit. That was kind of my game Okay, plan. that's good. So I started looking in my life, what, where, what do I have a sturdy have? And one thing is like, I eat every morning. <laughs> like I'm a breakfast <laughs> eater. Um, and so I was like, I'm just going to tie a scripture study with my breakfast time. So I actually got my scriptures out and put it on my spot that I like to eat breakfast on my kitchen table. And for a while, they just became a fixture on our kitchen table. So do you do um, that? You make sure they're there like the, the night before when you go to bed so you know they're there when you get up in the morning yeah. for breakfast. 
That's great. I mean, they just they just stayed there all the time through dinner, unless we had company or something. I just I left them there, all my stuff that I like to mm-hmm. study with. So that at that point, I would sit down and read my scriptures in the morning. And then if I didn't, bonus was that I found I often gravitated toward that spot at some point in the day. So if I got up and didn't do breakfast right away, we weren't in our we weren't in our regular routine. At some point, I'm gonna sit there um, and eat or you know, be on my phone or whatever. And so I decided that when I sat in that chair, I was going to read my scriptures. I was just going to do it. So that I read that, you know, it takes 21 times of doing something for it to become a habit. So I right. I marked on my calendar 21 days. <laughs> like, okay, oh, so you, you I'm going to put science to a test. Yes. So, and it, it was, it worked. I mean, it really, it was hard at first. I'm the kind of person that really kind of thrives just like I don't love structure, I kind of thrive in noise. I like life to be kind of fast-paced, and I always have music on, and, and it was really hard for me to not not let distraction and noise and, you know, busyness steal me of that, those few minutes of right. um, scripture study. So after it became more of a habit, I nowadays I try to get up before my kids are up and you know, it's not as it's not as hard, honestly. It was really hard, and now it's not as hard. It's a part of me. It's something that I, when I don't do, I notice right away. By 2 o'clock, if I haven't read my scriptures, I feel it big time. Yeah. <laughs> my kids. Don't you love what Courtney shares? She, it's just so easy and so doable. I love that. Scripture study is just one of the spiritual habits that you can build. Um, in that quote I read previously from President Kimball, He talked about in that quote, other things that we can do, like attending church, paying tithing, controlling bodily appetites, fasting, and a a whole lot of other things. So the point of this episode in the printable is for you to be able to explore and learn what you need to do for yourself. And this is something that I always say, and I'm going to say it again. You are on your own spiritual journey. It's just about finding what you need to do and then acting on it. So that's the next part of the printable. It invites you to act by writing out a plan to build spiritual reserves in your life. And it's great to listen to a podcast and to hear all these ideas. And even you probably even think all the time, yeah, I'm going to do that. But if you don't act, it's not going to happen. And so that's why I created the printables so that you have a tangible way to figure out what you want to do and how you're going to act on that. So I hope you'll think about how you can build spiritual reserves so you have faith and a testimony and a relationship with God to rely on in those moments of crisis. This week's printable also has a quote that I love from President Henry B. Eyring, and this is what he said, Decisions now to exercise faith and be steady in obedience will in time produce great faith and assurance. This is the spiritual preparedness we all need, and it will qualify us in the moments of crisis to receive the Lord's promise that if you are prepared, you shall not fear. So I hope that you will download the principle and think about the ways that you can build your own spiritual reserves. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next week. 
I know you have a million things to do, and I'm grateful you took the time to listen to today's podcast. I hope the episode helped you to know God is your partner in motherhood. For show notes, head over to spirituallymindedmom.com. For more motherhood inspiration, follow along on Instagram, at spirituallymindedmom. And if you enjoyed the podcast, share it with a friend. I would love it if you would leave a review and rate it on iTunes. This helps more moms to find hope, joy, and God's hand in motherhood. Have an amazing day, and remember, you are doing God's work, and you are doing it wonderfully well.